Hello and welcome everyone to the Reader Copy Podcast, the comic podcast about comic books. It is Wednesday, April 13th. My name is Chris. I'm joined by my co-host Daniel. That's right. I'm here to welcome everyone to the podcast. Hope you guys are 100%. Now, let me ask you, brother, are you feeling 100%? I'm feeling uh, 78%. Really? No, maybe better, better than that. <laughs> really? Um, 89%. Wow. Okay. I, from the sound of your voice, mm-hmm. I'm thinking more like... 65 <laughs> i'm i don't feel uh fully sick that's right you, so you're recovering from a sickness right now you can yeah i uh, get the 411 on that on our reader copy recap yes um but i'm better better uh, better from then yeah we recorded i think two days ago how do you feel now uh so it was the flu mm-hmm. and i had like a fever and soreness and all that so that's gone but i'm still very congested uh, we can kind of hear it in your voice a bit congested there. i don't sound normal i thought I, this is like my normal voice oh do you just sound <laughs> awful all the time <laughs> yeah i can't can't breathe a lot of coughing a lot of if there's a lot of coughing on this podcast uh, well you're editing that out, right? Uh, we'll see. Okay. We'll you, see if we have time. You have to edit this while you're sick too. So we'll see how, how that goes. But we already said on the other show, it's, it's not COVID. It's just like a cold. Oh, yeah. Uh, I took two tests. In fact, one test I took today. So it was negative. Okay. Okay. Good to I'm know. not pregnant. <laughs> not anymore. Okay. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I sound lousy. I feel better than I sound, but not by a lot. Okay. I'm really, okay. You're resting up there. You're getting, getting your Z's to... Trying, yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm actually sleeping more than normal. That's almost impossible. No, because usually like I, I don't get a full night's sleep. Oh, okay. But like in the middle of the day, you sleep very easily. Like, Well, yeah, but I'm saying now that I'm kind of under the weather, mm-hmm. I'm getting longer durations of sleep. More intense sleeps, longer stretches. Yeah. Basically a koala, which sleeps like 20 hours a day. Oh, really? Yeah, did you not know that? Oh. They sleep 20 hours a day and the four hours they're awake, they're just eating, I think. So koala, would you consider them bears? I think they're not. They're marsupials. Yeah, but I mean like, they look like bears. They're called koala bears. And I think yeah. it's just because they have like the, the same kind of ears, kind of, you know? They look like teddy bears is what they look like. Yeah. They don't, so. look, like, they don't look like bears. They look like teddy bears. I mean, I think they, they're bears that... Because everything, I feel like every animal in Australia is a marsupial. Yeah, that's the truth. It's just like, okay, they're they're weird down there. So let's just give them all different category. If you think of, are there any marsupials outside of Australia? There's not, right? Like, What defines a marsupial? It's like, is it like a kangaroo? Is it like a koala? That's a marsupial. Because like kangaroo, I feel like, oh, that's definitely its own thing right yeah marsupial right like that's the, like the weird category made up that's what that means you just you don't fit anywhere else yeah <laughs> you got weird legs and um, okay i don't know i remember in um, looney tunes they would have uh mm-hmm. a kangaroo and then for, i never understood it but like the dog character or the cat character or right. sylvester the cat yeah would confuse it as a giant mouse yeah that was a joke right like you'd like yeah and i'm like but it's a kangaroo they don't look the same they're cartoon characters right they kind of warped it to look like that didn't it get like mouse ears at a certain point like it put them on i just remember, I remember like, that cartoon i remember he would be chasing a mouse and yeah. it would like turn the corner and when sylvester would turn the corner it would be the kangaroo and he thought it like blew up he just grew out of all of a sudden yeah and he would like box him right like, yeah because he because kangaroos box yes they just know how to apparently yeah. well they're they're jacked for no reason <laughs> like they could beat up people i've seen it happen like i've seen um 
let like alone a, cats. A guy like had to fight a kangaroo to protect his dog once, like a small oh, dog. Oh, I think I see that. YouTube, right? Yeah. Isn't it crazy? I, the, it, it's like almost like Mike Tyson muscular. I think he was thinking like, this is my dog now. Like, this is my pet. <laughs> the kangaroo is like, this, you're my pet now yeah. <laughs> to the human. <laughs> to the, watch yourself. You might be here next. <laughs> Uh, anyways did you know uh polar bears okay <laughs> when they're born they're like the size of like hamsters what they're like incredibly small only polar bears are all bears i think polar bears because you know i've seen like baby grizzly bears and cubs yeah but i was assuming that's part of the way there is it just polar bears that get that small like start that small i think they, it's all they're almost like marsupials because i think they they're born incredibly small like smaller than you would think and all like right. hairless and then like just attach to the mother bear like hugging it but it's like literally like inches big i wonder if that's like some type of evolutionary thing where they have to make a big batch so they make like a lot of tiny ones because there's like a lot less polar bears up there I think that's like you know the formula works out where they have to make a lot hedge their bets like a lot of tiny ones I don't know it's not working it's not working <laughs> But yeah, I think um, I think it has to do with maybe warmth. It's hard to say when I'm nasally. Warmth. Warmth. I feel like I'm on uh, Zumbafu. What's that? Uh, this is a childhood uh, TV show where people would teach. There's like these two guys that would teach uh, kids about you know animals and stuff. And like their main uh, animal was like a lemur. And he was like... He, was oh, like, yeah, I remember that. It was yeah. a puppet, right? Yeah. Well, so half the time it was a puppet and half the time it was a real lemur. Oh, and the they would heck? just pretend it's like the same thing. Like they're talking to it at one point. Like... Like it's speaking English. I just remember the lemur yeah. puppet with big eyes at the bottom of the screen. That's the one, yeah. Okay. I love that. All right. Uh, th that's it. <laughs> Enough about animal talk. Uh, why don't you explain how the regular show works? Here at ZumbaFu, <laughs> here at the Reader Copy Podcast, we split three bits. First up, we'll talk about the comic book news that came in this week. In the middle, we'll talk about a cool comic. This time, we're talking about Wild's End. At the end, we'll talk about our side stories, whatever entertainment we've taken in this week. We need uh, like a puppet mascot, like a third okay. puppet that is also maybe sometimes real. What if we have puppet versions of ourselves so that the... Like if say if one of us is sick, let's say uh -huh. that puppet could just take its place. Uh, yeah, that would be great if yeah. someone could take my place. <laughs> There's a big outcry online. Oh, what's up? Because the fourth Thor movie, Love and Thunder, comes out, I think, like July, right? Middle of July. Okay. And it is now, I think, officially like the shortest window of days that a movie is scheduled to come out for Marvel, that a movie is scheduled to come out and no trailer yet. No trailer yet. Nothing to feast our eyes on and get excited about yet. I think earlier, it's like less than 45 days or something like that now. Really? And it's going to come out already? Uh, uh, that doesn't sound right. Uh, maybe it's less than uh, 90 days. It's in June or July? It's July. Okay, that, yeah. yeah. It's like 60 days. I think it's officially the sh for, for Marvel, it's the shortest window now. Still, it's just no trailer yet. That's why I'm thinking in my head, it's coming out like next year or something. No, it's pretty soon. And like other movies, we get a trailer over a year ahead. Yeah. Like, when did we get Batman's trailer? Like, we had two fandoms of Batman trailers That's before right. the movie came out. That's right. <laughs> We had a Batman movie in between. Yeah, no. We had like three Batmans before the <laughs> Batman came out. Um, but yeah, no trailer, no first real official look yet for, for Thor Love and Thunder. Nothing. We don't get um, Chris Hemsworth's diet or workout plan at all. Not even that. I, I, he must have been on a diet. This whole time. Yeah, because since Endgame, he was... 
pretty heavy set. Right. Uh, so the only real look we got of this, of course, it's through toys. It's always toys. Spoilers. And uh, I'm calling it now. If these are accurate, which I think they are. Yeah, probably. Uh, we have toys for like the Marvel Legends toys for all of the main cast. Those action figures. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to like the costumes of this movie. Um, I, I get, So the action figures, you don't know if it's giving it, um, you know, if it's going to live up to what the movie is going to look like. Right. Because they're just action figures. They're plastic. But kind of the style choices on this, it doesn't look great to me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it'll look better on screen, mm-hmm. but I mean, there, there's three different Thor, or if you want to count Jane Foster, there's four Thor character toys. Yeah. So there's, um, this is like Unworthy Thor, right? That's like the regular Thor. Uh, maybe, yeah. And then there's Ravager Thor, which is the Thor, I'm guessing, with the Guardians, and he has like a vest. He looks like Thunderstrike from the comics. Thunderstrike looks like a regular guy in the 80s. Yeah. He's got like a sleeveless vest on. Like. Yeah. I think he has like... Like a, a Padawan kind of hair braid too. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just in time for Christian Hadison to come back. <laughs> and then uh, I'm sure by the end of the movie, he'll be like full power. And it, it's Thor Odinson. And that's the one where he has like a full face covered helmet. And it's like yellow and blue. Mighty Morphin Thor, I like yeah. to call him. <laughs> So I think out of all those, I only really like the Ravager Thor one. The like classic, like like oh, like like the no, Guardians. The, the, Thor. the Guardians Thor with like, oh. like a vest. Okay, okay. I'm curious about if he's gonna like show up, Chris Pratt. You know, Star Lord character when he's in that mix, probably. Yeah, Chris Pratt, the Star Lord is also in this toy set. Mm-hmm. And then there's um, Jade Foster Thor, which I think they're just calling. Is it Mighty Thor? Probably. There's also Valkyrie is in Valkyrie, the mix. Yeah, yeah. I think it's King Valkyrie. What kid Valkyrie? King. Val- I have this damn this cold oh, <laughs> king. I like that. All right, king. King Valkyrie. <laughs> Uh, Groot is also this toy set, which is kind of cool. Okay, glad to see he's back. And now the first reveal of the villain. We know it's Christian Bale, and we know he's playing Gore, the God Butcher. And we should know what he looks like from the comic books. Yeah, an awesome comic book. He looks so sinister in that with the black cloak. Yeah, there's like this overall cape and this like menacing look. He's he's alien looking. Like he has no. Yeah. He's Voldemort type face. Right. No nose. Yeah, that's all we got, right? Mm, no, it's like just plain what is this it's a white guy it's just a white guy he looks like a power rangers putty oh yeah (laughs) it's basically christian bale but they just like spray tanned him with the whitest white ever and then like a like a robe like a white robe so full white bed sheets yeah fresh linens yeah it doesn't look much like the comic book version not really um i really hate the fact that he has a nose that's a big big minus get out get out of the nose (laughs) let's just have a nose um, and he doesn't look that sinister. He looks like a, I don't know, like a magician from a medieval thing. Not not like alien, not a, like a god butcher. Yeah, like he's just wearing like a dress. Yeah, basically. Like, uh, I don't know. He looks like a wizard. Um, the action figure has him with his black sword, the necro sword, as it's yeah, that, to be known. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. But honestly, the, the look of the, because he looks kind of alien in the comic books, right? Totally. That's like way better. I, I understand it. They want to change his look but like this is not even close and it doesn't look good 
Yeah, I mean, the Taika Waititi, he's got to make his artistic choices here. He's warping the characters like you'd expect these directors to do when they make MCU movies, put their taste yeah. spin on it. Uh-huh. But it's like, I don't like it. I don't have to like it either. It's, uh, he just looks regular. Like it could be, he doesn't look like someone sinister going around taking out gods that were no. going to come to be, like I got scared of this character in the comic. Like he, yeah. what he does, it gets pretty epic. And Yeah, and he's a fairly new character in the grand scheme of comic books. Sure, yeah. And he came in like big impact. Guns a-blazing yeah. pretty much. Um, I'm, I'm curious. I mean, Christian Bale's a good actor, right? Yeah. I wonder if he barked at anyone on set for this. Like he did not like, he wants a nose maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, so I'm wondering if he could bring the prominence of this character still with his acting. I bet he will. Yeah. It's just the cape, the black cape brought something to it. Like it's like part of, it's, it's like this magic power of this like regular alien right yeah. and then it kind of is alive almost yes so it's part of the artistic direction of the character uh-huh. and this like what is him and what's the power you don't know really you it, can't tell you know um we're recording this two days ago from when you're hearing it right from release yeah yeah so maybe the trailer's out by then and we'll see him like on screen already all right so um this could totally be wrong but what if like it's animated on top of him still okay all right it, so it's just love the, well it's action figure here ready yeah well like in the movie maybe he's wearing that and then it's still kind of like all wavy and alive and maybe it turns black i don't know this I, could I'm be, trying to save this toy, but it's not working. This could be the first version of the character before he gets the power. That, that could oh, be very maybe. be it. I also think it maybe is Hella kind of has these like black swords that she throws around in the third oh, movie. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a little bit too similar. If you think about it, yeah, maybe that's why it was too close to that character already. It's going to be the rehash. Now, this is the God Butcher. Is it? There's, there's many theories of why they're not showing the trailer yet, but just looking at the toys, like all white, it's this be connected to Moon Knight somehow in Kanshu? Oh, huh. And are they waiting for something to happen in Moon Knight before they show the trailer of, of Thor? To bridge together, because Kanshu is a god at the end of the day. Yes. Uh, hmm. Maybe there has to be some event to like cause Gore to come up, uh, come about to get, uh, be known, right? To call him to Earth, basically. And Thor's like, okay, I got to deal with this. My, he's Yeah, uh, maybe. He's like wrecking my vacation home, Earth. Yeah. You know? My second home. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because he's with the Guardians. Why would he yeah, go back right. to New Asgard? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? Yeah. You have to meet up with uh, Valkyrie and the other new Asgardians uh-huh. over there. I. I love Thor Ragnarok, and I'm pretty sure this is going to be a great movie, but I just don't like the costume designs. Mm-hmm. And since we got the first kind of like unofficial look a while back of Thor's Odinson's costume, like the yellow one, I'm just like, I don't know, man. It's these uh, freaking toy reveals. Yeah. If you think about it, I mean, the 80s style that's going love and thunder. It's this kind of yeah. retro thing. Taika Waititi likes having fun with it, with it, introducing Jack Kirby bright colors. Uh-huh. So may- maybe it's just to have a real direction in the artistic direction of the movie um, and just not be a carbon copy of the comics. Yeah, I guess that's what they're going for. And they are trying to fit different Thor titles together. Oh, what do you mean by that? Like, you know, the Mighty Thor, the Unworthy Thor, Thor God of Thunder. Those are three different story arcs in Thor comic books. Oh, okay. 
right? Like the Jade Foster Thor and Gore the God Butcher was not at the same time. True. Oh, so yeah. They're trying to like merge those titles together. That makes sense. I mean, Ragnarok was like Planet Hulk and a Thor movie. And a Thor, yeah. So, yeah. Merging the two. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, July 8th is when this comes out. So, that does sound soon. Yeah. I hope oh. the trailer drops soon. Uh, all this could be mute and the trailer might be out by the time this podcast is out true and it could be looking awesome and and the he might look totally different in the trailer we'll have to record the podcast <laughs> um sticking with marvel we were talking about this before but the netflix marvel shows are now on disney plus that's right when uh, the netflix contract uh, finished and disney has the rights back to netflix, uh, to the these marvel characters yeah popped onto their streaming platform why not and we know kingpin appeared in hawkeye true we know matt murdoch appeared in no way home spoilers those are mcu movies right yeah so those shows are in the mcu well I, this was a hotly debated argument just on this podcast yeah between you and i yes i from the start said the netflix tv shows while they're on netflix were part of the mcu they were just part of the same continuity. I think very early on, like season one Daredevil, they're like, yeah, probably. And then quickly decided, no, let's just keep it separate. Uh, or like, let's keep it ambiguous. Uh, well, because we didn't see any of the characters. There's no cameos. It was just that big Hulk mention, I think in Defenders, all the way in Defenders. I was yeah. like, this is same continuity. It's got to be. You know what messed that up now? Let's hear it. Multiverse. Yeah, right. Okay. And the fact that for freaking uh charlie cox had a haircut in no way home is it a totally different see there how do you go how does he mention what kind of hair he wants you know like he, yeah does the does he like have to feel his hair yeah every time he gets a haircut like after every stroke of the clipper he's like nope that was too much oh, <laughs> redo it redo it um, so now, what do you think now? Okay, so what what going on is on the I think the Marvel official website, there were like yeah. these character bios that they went in on. Like I've seen these, yeah. They talked about Daredevil, like that was a new addition, and it mentions obviously the, the Netflix storyline, but in like the same order, in the same like timeline for his character, it mentions No Way Home. So like appeared in, and right. it's all the same timeline. So it's just the fans all just assume that means oh. That Daredevil, that Matt Murdock is the same as in the MCU and in Netflix. Yeah. Same character. Well, there you go. It's done. Official. And then shortly after it just broached a lot of articles, it um, got taken down. Yeah. Basically. These Marvel bio things. They're fun. Like whoever looks at these. Yeah. But they're like so at the bottom of the priority list in Marvel continuity. Mm -hmm. Like it's an intern writing these, I bet. At Marvel. It's funny if he accidentally released it. I just don't think it's... It's just like one guy typed it and then his boss's 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 boss was like, take that out. Take that out. Take that down. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, my theory because it's... how. Yeah, these are not that important, I think. These bios, things, like, they're just, like, whatever, for fun. Just filler, like, you don't think Kevin Feige's, uh, like, breaking these down, looking at them. Once these articles came out, he saw it, <laughs> and he was like, hey, that, take that off. We don't no. want that information like that. Oh, so you don't believe it in the first place. I think it's it's Marvel official. It's a big deal, right? It's like, it's on there. I think so they didn't want it out yet. I think it was a mistake, and uh, these are not the same Charlie Cox's. 
totally different, two different actors playing this daredevil. This is a, because of multiverse, which is their scapegoat, Mm -hmm. they can be like, they can pick and choose what they want. And uh, they choose not to take all of Netflix stuff. Oh, come on. But it's just, it's just better that way. It's just like, makes sense to me as a fan. It makes sense that it's just one continuity. And like, I don't, I don't know what the multiverse is going to bring. That's already kind of messy. You're, you, you don't like that they use the multiverse to yeah, explain away stuff. I don't, but they're doing it. So might as well take the best and leave out the worst. All right. Um, what's his name? Um, Danny Rand can stay out in the cold. Yes. <laughs> Danny Rand, Luke Cage, even Jessica Jones. I like Jessica Jones. I, I did like her show, but like... Purple Man's in there. I'm not going to bring her back just because, you know what I mean? Like, Daredevil makes sense. Daredevil, to me, is like an A-list hero. And those others, even Iron Fist, are like a B-list. Daredevil is awesome. I honestly think I'd even rather have Punisher. Because oh, yeah, yeah, Punisher. He's, he's so big. Like The thing about Punisher is he's very controversial now. Uh, with the with the news, I was gonna say he's controversial in the like the world in the Marvel world. Like he, oh yeah, he like makes the heroes flinch. Yeah, did you know? And on Disney Plus, I think at the end of Defenders series, they show the Punisher logo as like a tease for his next season. Oh yeah, they removed that when they went to Disney Plus. Wow, they're whatever they can. I think they're trying to erase the Punisher logo. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Where they can, they can't do it on the show. It's all over the show. They're gonna blur it out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's all over the show. Um. I wonder what they're gonna do then. Maybe does that mean we're not gonna get Punisher stories now that they do have the rights back to him? I think they're gonna let the world cool off. Uh, right. Okay. There's also other stuff that they like stupidly left out of the transfer from Netflix to Disney Plus. There was yeah. like again, I think an intern did this, but yeah, it's actual like the streaming platform stuff. Like they. They left out like tributes to like people that are connected to the projects, like people that passed away. Like, oh, really? Left it out of the show. Oh, wow. So then, then they weeks later brought it back in. I think even like Stan Lee in one of this, the things like was left out. And they brought it back in. I remember on the the homepage for Daredevil on Disney Plus, it sh- it showed Daredevil, but it wasn't Charlie Cox. It was the Bullseye character from season three. Yeah, now that sounds like an intern mistake. Yeah, like he didn't watch the show even. No, the intern has time to watch the shows. The intern was like, "This is not the real Daredevil," so I'm gonna put a fake one on there. And he- <laughs> he's like, he- he's a Netflix like uh, <laughs> snob. <spy. laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think these are in continuity. I want. I bet they want to refresh it, and um, I have a feeling I know when they're gonna appear again. Because uh, weirdly enough, all these weird stars are coming from out of nowhere places like toys. But uh, the costume designer, huh? This is this is how nerdy people get online. The costume designer for the Echo Show. There is an Echo Show. <laughs> uh, has put her resume online or something like that and it has to you have to put down like the characters that you did for that show oh and it said um echo of course but it also had uh uh kingpin and daredevil on so, there so the rumors are they're gonna appear in that show again well kingpin makes sense right he's like yeah the uncle yeah for sure and then daredevil again connected character yeah so that they're saying that spoilers for the show itself all right i mean i'm I mean, they have to get me to watch the show so put them in there if they're roping those characters <laughs> man man they, they're like man we still need more characters in there all right jessica jones is in continuity <laughs> fine even even luke cage let's rope you know uh, but the Iron Fist is waiting for a call and yeah. comes. He's in Kunlun <laughs> waiting. 
I see again about that Iron Fist. He's such a cool character that the um that I want them to redo it. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Like make okay. a new one. Maybe that's the easy way to do it. Is have some of the characters. You're saying that's why they need a multiverse. Yeah. All right. Maybe they have this plan. They needed a multiverse just for this Netflix uh, TV shows buyback. Like, okay, we need a multiverse. The stuff went up quick, so they can yeah have Let's a, make a whole movie about it. Game plan. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, multiverse. I hope it's gonna be done with Doctor Strange. I don't I, think I so. Don't. I honestly don't. I, just because it's like every movie doesn't have to be about multiverse. It is everywhere. I'll give it, you that. Like last year, it was in uh, kind of in one division, but not really. Kind of in one. Yeah. Um, and then of course, definitely Loki and No Way Home and What If. Yeah, yeah, animated series. Um, yeah. multiverse is such a big part of comics, not even in just one publisher. Yeah. So I, yeah. it's it's like leaking into regular movies now. Do you like how they're doing multiverse in DC? Uh, no. Because <laughs> theirs is technically kind of two multiverses. One is the DCEU and one is like everything else. Just just the riffraff? Actually, yeah. the good stuff. Is that what it's Honestly, yeah, yeah. The good stuff. <laughs> the good, the stuff. good movies. <laughs> uh, I think they're trying to fix that continuity with The Flash. Oh, okay, good. So saving grace here, The Flash yeah. is going to fix it all. He's the hero of everything. Yeah, he's the hero from the start. Yeah, trust all in Ezra Miller. Bet, he, he can do no wrong. <laughs> bet, bet heavy on Ezra Miller. <laughs> he can. He will never barge into someone's room and threaten them, oh. and threaten to burn them, <laughs> and steal their stuff. Oh, my God. Uh, Casey didn't here he did exactly that right uh there's a big commotion of ezra miller apparently i think he was drunk right of course he drunk was, with power maybe on something else i don't know we're, we're not on the speed force <laughs> <laughs> too much treadmill um we're not a gossip podcast but it's 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 superhero stuff we have to talk about it yeah ezra miller um i think did he like attack somebody we got arrested for sure about making a commotion he got arrested yeah and then a restraining order was filed because he like stormed into like a stranger's hotel room or something like that like a oh i thought it was a bar okay i think he got arrested at a bar and then later broke into their hotel room dang later after yeah, getting arrested i think so yeah oh my. and he, he just barged in there he was like bruce you're right, Bruce. You're right about it. I think this is him saving the day right now. We just don't know. It. Yeah, we just don't get it. Yeah. You have to get all the mother boxes. <laughs> That's why he's like so trying so hard. I'm going to burn you and your slut wife. No. <laughs> uh, Ezra Miller can do no wrong. Sounds like. That's what he did. He barged into these people's, uh, I guess he got in a fight with them earlier or something like that. Yeah. So he barged into their hotel room and started like screaming at them. So that he has a restraining order filed against him for like harassment. And, and now Warner Brothers filed like an emergency meeting with him because then they're like, what the H, bro? Like, we might not make movies with you anymore. After making this gigantic one, basically, to fix our our yeah. universe, basically. They, they yeah. bet wrong on this for sure. It's a good thing they have two of them. Right. Two they, Ezra Millers. They just have the other guy do it, right? <laughs> um, so basically, they're pa pausing all the projects they have with Ezra Miller. It sounds like that means there could have been more after the Flash movie. It makes sense there would be. Yeah. Did you hear also he was angry about them singing uh, Shallow from A Star Is Born? That was a part of it. Because I think they were doing karaoke. Oh, it makes sense now. Yeah. Yeah. I think he heard about that and like like the Warner heard about that and like pause everything. Because do you know who distributes who? Shallow the, or, or Star Is Born? Who? Warner Brothers. Oh. It's infringing on their other properties. Copyright. They're, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Maybe they maybe they, they were like, he's actually doing good. He's defending our property. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So is there a way that they could remove Ezra Miller? Well, what do you think their oh their solution God. is? They have to get does Reverse Flash win? <laughs> uh, they have to they have to get someone to go back in time and change it. Basically, yeah. like I mean, uh, if I was anybody there, if I was the head guy, uh, if I was Zack Snyder, if I had any input there, I'll just say, let's start from scratch. Let's just do it again. Because like that's what comics do. They don't have well. Ben Affleck is pretty much done. Kaput. Yeah. Henry Cavill seems like they don't want him anymore. 1984 was not the hit they were thinking it was going to be. 1984. Wonder Woman. 1984. Oh yeah. I was like Henry Cavill. 84 was that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, that wasn't. Um, so that it, almost entire, like, Cyborg, they erased him. They deleted him. Yeah. He had an awesome storyline in the yeah. original, in the Snyder Cut. Yep. But they cut that out. Yeah, no, they're like, because his story was like, he was saying the bad work environment that we didn't, did. we didn't yeah. made. So they're like, shut up, you're erased. Well, I mean, like they blackballed him in their own yeah. company, I yeah. guess. So they only have Jason Momoa. <laughs> I mean, that made a lot of money. Did that like make the most money for them? Maybe Aquaman. It's a. It was fun. It wasn't a great movie. Yeah, I. I, I kind of want to see the next one. If they were like, okay, Snyderverse is done. We're starting from scratch. Forget all these characters. I'd be like, okay, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I feel like uh, Gal Gadot is not the Hollywood darling she was. I mean, people still really like her. But. I think she's great, uh, but I don't need her as Wonder Woman. I could watch her other movies. Oh, you think she's uh, elevated now past Wonder Woman? Because that's obviously like... Yeah, she's uh, on the Nile now. Yeah. Is that a good movie? I don't know. I never I think, watched it. I think it got bad reviews. Okay. Like average reviews, I'll say. <laughs> I kind of want to see it still. But, right. Just actually don't make a connecting universe at all. Yeah. So, because I think you you don't even like Ezra Miller as the Flash, right? Yes. So you're happy to let him go. I don't want. I don't want his life to be like this. But yes, I don't want his life to be like this. I also think he's not the one ruining Fantastic Beast either. He's fine there. I, well, there's rumors also that on set he's kind of he has like breakdowns, mental breakdowns, and like he's a oh, fuss right. and all this stuff. I mean, we were just talking about Christian Bale. Is that like? Yeah. Is that like a thing that Christian Bale was different? Was that because of actually like production stuff? Yeah. And it's a different story, right? You. A lot of people are on he's his good. side. About He's a good yeah. actor. That's why. I trust him as a uh, gore. Yeah. Um, yeah. It took like the Snyder cut to me like him as Flash. So I did like him as Flash. I didn't like him in Justice League as Flash. He was too jokey. Yeah. He's not, I mean, he's not Barry Allen. Yeah. He's not, he's not Wally West even. Like if, if they're combining the characters or not. It's weird. Is Ezra Miller, that that name sounds like a comic book character. Kind of. So he's like, oh, I, I like that version of the Flash. What, the person? <laughs> the, the Ezra Miller Flash. Ezra like, Miller. Like he's a comic book character. It sounds like, um, uh, like a, it sounds like the reverse Flash's name. Yeah. Kind of like, I don't know. Um, I don't know what they're gonna do. It's I think Warner Brothers cannot just pick their actors. They cannot pick. I mean, uh, Ezra Miller, um, Amber Heard. Okay. Deadshot. Like <laughs> they're forming their own Suicide Squad. This is what I heard. Oh wow! Actually, <laughs> I'd watch that. Um, 
I don't care. Like, I'll watch the Flash movie. I'm excited for that. Couldn't care less. But if they replace him, I'm like, okay, whatever. Just make more Batmans. Make more Batmans. I, so aren't you excited about having Michael Keaton back as Batman that has co- connections to Ezra Miller? Yeah. Or you thought that's like, that's the last you're going to get of Keaton Batman anyways, right? No, he's also going to be in the Batgirl movie. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Well, then maybe he's the connected tissue to everything now and we can just forget about Ezra Miller. Sure. Let's do that. Let's do that. Even if we are, that's not what they decide, let's us, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's, let's, we should be at those Warner Brother meetings talking yes. to Ezra Miller with Michael Keaton saying, sorry. What are you doing? <laughs> what, what are you doing? Uh, that's it for the news. Kind of weird stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. The Thor trailer is probably out already. Uh, they're holding on to it for some reason. I think you're right with the Moonlight thing. All right. Well, uh, guys, if you haven't already, please don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. And uh, you can catch us on Mondays, too, when we talk about Moon Knight. Right. On the Reader Copy Recap, or on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, we're at the Reader Copy Podcast. Reach out to us there as we uh, talk through this comic news. All right. Let's uh, get into the comic book you chose, which is called what again? Wild's End. A lot of times I like to shake things up when we pick our comics. Um, you know, we've done a lot of action stuff. I was looking for something more lighthearted. Um, maybe something with animals sounds kind of fun. So I was, mm-hmm. took a look at this book. I, you know, I was also looking for well, the comic creators that I really like. And um, um, this one is actually someone that wrote one of my favorite comics. So I was like, okay, maybe this could work. Okay. The comic we're doing this week is Wild's End. Yes. It came out of Boom Studios, came out in 2015. And we're just going to be covering the first five issues. But I think it ran um, like 18 total issues. I think there's also a follow-up comic that, that came out too. And the trade for this comic is First Light. That's the name of the trade here. The writer that I was talking about earlier, his name is Dan Abnett. Yes. Uh, he's English. He came from Rochdale, Lancashire, England. What's that? Lancashire. How, how would uh, he say it? How would he pronounce it? Rochdale, Lancashire. Okay. Actually, I don't know what. what, what. Is he Sean Connery? <laughs> I, I bring up the place because it's going to be integral to to the story um he uh well the book that i really like that he's done is obviously gardens of the galaxy um he wrote that along with andy lanning and he's Mm. just like one of my favorite comics so i thought what has he done i saw this book wild zen i caught my interest i thought i thought we should do it yeah um he's also worked on the warhammer comics warhammer fantasy and warhammer Forty thousand. Those uh, you ever I know seen the those? game? It's like a board game almost, right? Yeah, those game workshop shops where you can buy. It's crazy they have their own stores for this. Yeah, like so you buy these action figures and you kind of fight with other people on a board, but it's also like a collecting thing and like model. Mo- like you paint these model figures. That's part of the hobby too. It piques my interest, but it's also I think like kind of a good amount of money to get involved in it. I remember I went inside to one of those stores thinking it was like a board game store right yeah i was like i've made a huge mistake i got i got stuck in here and the guys explained the everything yeah. to me it's like one game for this whole store it's pretty wild yeah i guess yeah. that can fund a store right i mean they can I, sell one thing i can't believe it but okay i mean it's everywhere there's no, like novels and the graphic novels that dan abnett has done okay and also like the video games are i'm not gonna say huge but they're there <laughs> they're there <laughs> they're there they keep making them apparently they have a fan base 
Uh, so I'm curious about those, if they're any good. Um, our, ad, our artist today is I.N.J. Colbert. He's from Greenwich, England. Right? What? Greenwich. Okay. Um, and he's uh, known for comic book versions, as the artist for comic versions of classics, like H.P. Lovecraft, Cthulhu's type stuff, oh. uh, Robert W. Chambers, uh, King in Yellow, that horror. Yeah. He he does a comic version of those. Nice. Arthur, Arthur Conan Doyle, Sherlock Holmes stuff. So classic English stuff. It makes sense also with the title of this comic. Uh-huh. They actually work together on comics called uh, Brink, which is a science fiction police drama. And okay. New Dead Wardians out of Vertigo, which is like Victorian era zombies in vampires. Interesting. So I think they're 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 good uh, partners and as far as comics go. Uh, okay, a little bit about our comics today. So it is like anthropomorphic animals thing. Right. Think like Black Sad. We've done that comic. Yeah, it's Black like, Sad. I thought about this automatically when I started reading this book. Yeah, right. It's like uh, humanoid bodies, but they have fur and they have like the face of animals. Yeah. Um, along with that, it takes place in 1930s in like England, right? Like the right. countryside, like a cottage area. Yeah, like think a small village in English countryside. Um, the actual name of the place is called uh, Lower Ch- Crow Church. Lower Crow Church. Yeah. So, it's how, the, how does that pronounce it? Lower Crow Church. <laughs> Translated into American Lower Crow Church. Oh, okay. There you go. Now I get it. There you get it. Um, so, just think about everyone speaking in, like, you know, chip chip, cheerio. <laughs> Hello, governor. Bloody hell. Like that type of talking, right? They really Everybody. like Cheerios in England. Did they even exist yet? Do you, <laughs> do you think it came from that, from English people? Um, but that's kind of the world. The, they, don't, the they don't say like hip hip lucky charms. <laughs> hip hip frosted flakes. <laughs> Uh, so it's like a mix mash of all these things and uh, there is more to come in the story but we're gonna get into that right Mm. as we uh, meet up with two characters at the start of the book in the outer woods of Lower Church Lower Crow Church um, we meet up with this character named Foxy he's a fox believe it or not yeah and Bodhi his like ferret friend this is like uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox a lot like that yeah or Uh, like the Great Mouse Detective I guess I, I don't think I've ever seen that yeah, that that's a classic. Really? Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll watch that at some point. But it's, uh, you know, these animals talk like standing upright and living their lives. They think of like the clothing as like tweed suits. Yeah. And like those pants you wore, you wear when you go horseback riding. They're like Sherlock Holmesies. Yeah, that time, that era, right? Yeah. That, that time. And um, these guys, they're the two of them, Bodie and Foxy, they're like the town drunks. Yes. And good friends. And they're just like... They're kind of like almost hobos of the time. Right. And they're on the outskirts of town as they see in the sky a shooting star falling down. Um, and as they see it, they're like, oh, wow, make a wish, right? Yeah. Um, and out of nowhere, it crashes down to the top of the hill. Foxy's like, flipping Nora. <laughs> there's, a, there's, It's not a, a shooting star. It's a falling star. Right? And it's like a big like burst of light. Right. It surprises the hell out of them. And we uh, now start the morning at Lower Crow Church. And we see the the town. It's like a really sweet town, countryside, um, small little uh, cottage houses. And we meet up with like the like the town leader, Gilbert. He is a rabbit. Yeah. And he's like you know kind of hoity-toity. He he runs the town, and his friend there, Peter, is like his sidekick, who I yeah. think is a he's like the rep- newspaper reporter. And also, I think he's also a ferret. Also. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
and they're welcoming one of their newer like uh, move-ins into town. This guy named Clive, and I believe he's uh, like a, a dog, like a boxer, uh-huh. and he's uh, like a, got a stern face and like got like face jowls of those you know droopy faced dogs. Yeah, uh, apparently he's like like you said, he just moved into town. He's mm-hmm. by himself, and uh, he's like ex-military. Yeah, a past Navy. Yeah, person, right? Possibly like an admiral or something. As uh, the two of them, they're, they're taking the chance to welcome Clive in, but uh, he's not, he's, he's kind of a, sh- a shut in. He doesn't know all the people yet. He's still fresh. He doesn't recognize everybody. And Gilbert is just, uh, well, try to be friendly. Yeah, he's like, why don't you come down to the local pub? We're having like a, a meeting there. Like town hall. Town hall meeting. Mm-hmm. That way you get to know everybody and uh, it'll, it'll be fine. Why don't you come down? And he's like, okay, if I have time, maybe I'll come by. Possibly. Yeah. As uh, Gilbert and Peter walk away, they kind of gossip between each other and talk about how actually their friend Clive there, he's uh, he's seen action in yeah. the military, right? He's talked about the the past foreign war. Right. I think it's allusions to like World War One, right? Mm. Is that like in real world stuff, right? He, yeah. He's seen some action in the real uh, outer world. And now at the town hall in the pub, um, we get a vibe that the, the town really likes Peter. Uh, town really likes Gilbert as their leader, as a solicitor, the governor, right, yeah. of the town. And uh, we see a good look of the crowd there. There's like a, a goat who's an inventor, the town inventor. There's a badger who's the farmer. And they all just like Gilbert's vibe. There's also a pig, uh, aunt and nephew family yeah. there that's like also attending the town hall. And uh, out of nowhere comes in Clive, the, the dog the dog friend comes in. And it's a surprise to see the new face here. Oh, okay. He's, he wants to join in. Right. Like, they're all like welcoming him. And then all of a sudden bursting in is the fox. And he's like, it's an emergency. Everybody, you got to like listen to me. He's all dirty. He's got like some smudges on his hands. And he's yelling in that it, it attacked Bodhi, his friend, right? Yeah, it killed him. It, t- it burned his face off, right. basically. And the whole town in the pub is like, oh, the town drunk had made his way in here, yeah. into the pub, believe it or not. He's like, like, get out of here. We know you're just making this up. Yeah, you just want, maybe you just want a free drink or something here. And nobody takes him seriously. They're thinking he's crying wolf right now. And he's like frantic, like, you guys don't understand. It's going to come for us. Like, we have to go get ready. And the whole town just like, like, get out of here. It takes Clive, the new guy, to like round him up and like, okay, you're done. You're done here, friend. Just, you stop making a mess out here. And Foxy is just kind of angry and just walks on out. And once the town hall is done, uh, Clive and Gilbert Peter, like the two heads of town there, they, they talk to Clive and he's like, the dog Clive kind of thinks, uh, well, he was kind of serious. He's seen the real terror in his eyes. Yeah. Because remember, he saw war, so he kind of knows what real terror is. Yeah. And the other two are like, oh, you're new. You don't ne- you don't get it. He's he's drunk. He does this, right? Yeah. It's a, it's a pattern. They're, they're pulling some kind of scam or whatever. And, but Clive is like, no, like I believe him because I saw fear in his eyes. So I'm going to go look for him. Yes. Meanwhile, while all this is going on, that uh, pig aunt is making dinner in her little cottage up up high in, in Lower Crow Church uh, in the kitchen when out of nowhere, this mechanical contraption, it's like a like a fancy looking like robot spider with a dome head, like a glowing head. It looks like um, something from Space Invader Zim. Maybe. Yeah. 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 It, I would say it's like from Doctor Who. Okay. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. English space stuff kind of looks crappy. It's, it's 
it's kind like of a like robotic that. spider, like you said. Yeah. And it like makes its way into the, the pig's kitchen. It makes, it creeps up on her and uh, she looks at it and like, what the heck are you? Get out of here. Right. And, and the, the little robot thing lets it loose on her, like shoots up her face off, like it burns it's off. A giant face. like flamethrower. Like, yeah. Full size. And like the artwork in this book is like, for now, it's been like cartoony, yeah. fun, whimsical. And then this shot of the, the robot burning this pig woman to death. <laughs> roasting her. Is like from like Ren and Stimpy <laughs> close-up shots of like, he's just like roasted her. I thought it was going to be like a kid's book. I kind of wanted like a book that was like going to be like kind yeah. of joyful. This is full on murder. <laughs> uh, whatever this thing is, yeah, it's murdering her, right? I thought, I, thought, I honestly thought this was going to be like a, it's Boom Studios. Like they do like kind of kiddie books. Yeah. And I find this is like more like teen book. So, okay. <laughs> Like half of her house is like burnt up. Yeah, it's on fire. And again, Clive, Gilbert, and Peter, as they're out looking for Foxy, they notice the fire going up up in the hill and they go and chase it down, see what's going on with the uh, pig family. By the time they get there, you know, the fire department's already there and they're saying like, don't go in. It's It's been like a, a death in there already. Lit up, yeah. Yeah. And um, what's his name? Clive notices on the ground, it's like the same kind of soot that Foxy had all over his hands yeah so there's some type of connection maybe foxy was not lying this whole time yeah some whatever it was was here and uh remember the the pig nephew he finds that his whole house is on fire yeah and something went on with his aunt and he goes crying out this little character this little pig guy his name is uh alf yeah um so Clive is like, okay, well, we have to make our way to the top of the hill where Fox said, because now like it looks more realistic that he was telling the truth. Yeah, we got to go chase him down, see what he knows. Um, and Alf, after the, the little pig boy, he's like, okay, Mr. Clive, you uh, military, yeah. you know, high up there, you're a hero. I want to do the same thing like you. I want to get revenge on whatever right. did this. He's mad. And Killed his aunt. It was like this like serious thing from Clive, like, Boy, you don't know revenge. Revenge does not belong in a man's life. <laughs> it's like I was seriously talking down to him and like, it's not as simple as that. It was a very intense moment out of nowhere. And they're all, now it's four of them, right? Mm -hmm. They're walking up the mountain. It's getting dark. And they're like, we got to find like some shelter soon. Is there anybody you know that lives up here? Yeah, we need a phone to like talk about, tell tell the the town what's going on. Yeah. And they're like, there's one woman that lives up here. And she's a, she's like an author. Writer, yeah. Yeah. And she's kind of a loner. A hermit. Yeah. So they're like, okay, let's find her place, right? And they get up to her house up here, like kind of secluded. And they see her at her doorstep and one of those like robot spider things at the at her like doorway. This is a Mrs. Purdue. She pulls out her shotgun. Yep. And she just incinerates this, this little spider thing, just like pops it straight in the head. So she is like taking care of herself. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. Um, she's a cat lady. She's a lady cat yeah um and uh so it's obviously she knows how to handle herself as the the crowd there tries to say hello she instantly like points her gun at them yeah like who, who the hell are you right right she doesn't recognize clive this new guy and it takes Gilbert to explain, like, he's a new friend. He's from the military. He knows what he's doing. And, so, good. And uh, Mrs. Purdue welcomes them in. And we get a vibe of her that she's, again, like a loner hermit that just kind of smokes, chain smokes and drinks all day. 
and it's just like uh, just another problem on my books. These right, whatever these things are, are attacking the town. Her house is like just full of books, like they're just like stacked up everywhere, and you could tell she doesn't really go out. And he pours a drink, and she's like, "Hey, that's mine." And he's like, "Yeah, it is." And he hands it to her, like, "You need a drink. You need to calm down." Yeah, she's she's frantic and kind of angry because she doesn't even like people being in her place. Yeah, he's like, "All right, I got to deal with you people now." Um, but Clive convinces her that we can't stay. You can't stay here because we're kind of outnumbered here. Whatever these things are, there there's a lot of them. We have to go back in, back into town, right? Get away, get to to people. As they're discussing this, they realize, "Where's Alf?" Alf, the little pig boy, right? Right. He's he's not there. The shotgun is gone too. Yeah. We see him. He's going out to look at the body of that spider robot. Right. To kind of get his own revenge on it. It's like, you killed my aunt. Yeah. I want to make sure you guys are really dead. So he goes out there, and before he like points the shotgun at it, it turns back on. Oh crap! And it uh, it goes for him, like lunges straight for him. And as the the gang there notice Alpha's gone, they go to go find and protect him, but they see that the robot is alive too. Right. So they're charging and Gilbert jumps in between Alf and the robot and the robot just again unleashes like a flamethrower. This time straight at Gilbert now. Okay. Gilbert is gone. Uh, Alf is like, it was all my fault. Bodie, remember the psychic characters? Like yeah. our, our, our leader is gone too. He, he's in shock right now. Yeah. it was th- That was like a surprise kill for me when I was yeah, reading really? this book. <laughs> You're going to take out the rabbit? Um, so the the crew get back into the house, scared of this thing that's out in the front yard attacking them. And Clive is just barking at Mrs. Purdue. Like, do you have a back door? We have to get out of here before it knows how to find us. So they escape. Um, she has like a flashlight and uh, a map. And he's looking at it and he's trying to figure out how to where to go next, right? Yeah. And all of them are like, Let's go to the town. We have to st- warn them. But Clive is like, no, that's exactly what we shouldn't do. Because then we'll just lead the, the those robots to them. He knows it's following us, right? So yeah. we have to, we can't bring it to the people and they'll just attack more people. Right. Or animal people, whatever they call them. Yeah. And so they they uh, they try to go as far as they can, but Bodie he's in shock. He he kind of gets too tired, and they have to camp out and rest upon this tree. So they spend the night there in the woods. When they wake up, they keep moving, and they finally make it to this field. And I thought this was really cool. Uh, they get to like this like you know tall grass field, yeah, uh, or like crops. And there's one of those um, what do you call it? Crop circles. Crop circles. Yeah, circles in the crops. Yeah, and uh, do you, do you remember these? These these are big in the 90s crop circles i mean did people actually believe them did you believe them when they talked about it it's like what people had like in the inquirer right yeah it was all over the news at first seriously like i remember they're like it's so perfect it can't be done by a person and it can't be a machine because like there's no tracks or anything like there's no way to define this like it has to be alien has to be some kind of unexplainable supernatural thing. Yeah. Like there's no, this cannot be man-made. And then they showed the guy making it. And really? It, it was just like a piece of wood and string. Really? Like that's all he needed to make it. Oh, people figured it out? Yeah. Oh, I kind of wanted the wonder in my head. People were like, this cannot be explained. There's no machinery we have that can do this. Really? And the guy's like, I did it with a piece of wood. People figure, I thought I thought it was unsolved to this day. Because it was like so perfectly geometrical. Yeah. But the guy did was like, took a rope and pointed it at the middle and then he just stretched the rope out in a circle. Right. 
and just kept walking in a circle, pressing the crops down with the piece of wood. And why was he doing this? Just to make fun of people, like a prank almost? Or what I was think it? he did it just, I don't know why he did it, but I, I think the first time it happened, because like multiple, these happened multiple locations all over the world. Oh, really? All at once. What? Like within like a couple of years. Yeah. And I think um, there was like copycats and stuff like that. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. And I think um, I would believe it if the first one was real. And uh, the, all is actually aliens. Like aliens. You think it was actually aliens? I, it was like maybe that one was. <laughs> and then you got copycats of that. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I'm. I'm kind of bummed out. I honestly thought it was still. You thought unsolved. still unsolved? I th- yeah. They didn't have the internet back then. They couldn't Google it. I remember them thinking like, "There's no tracks or anything, so there's no way a big machine was brought here to make this. How was this done?" And the guy's like, "I did it with a piece of rope and a piece of a plank." And the guy, so the guy walked there. He like carried the plank or whatever. Yeah. Oh. It's so funny that they're like, it's unexplainable. No man-made thing could do this. It was like, yeah, I did it with like a dollar's worth of stuff. Well, they, you know, the news could have definitely just paid somebody or like the government could have paid somebody to sit lie and say that. Sure. Yeah. I, th- I think it's like they had an Area 51 That's why spy. I think the first one was real. Oh, right. <laughs> I like it. I like it. They're just hiding the tracks. They're hiding their own. Okay. Um, and so this crop circle here, it's new to them. They've never seen these weird shapes in the ground before. So they're just all like kind of dumbfounded and what's going on here. When around them, they hear a clicking noise and this noise, they, they know it comes from those spider robots. Like it's a, a trend that happens all over. And so they know they're surrounded when out of nowhere comes in Foxy to save the day with his gun, with his shotgun. And he's yelling out, you sudden coppers. Run over here. <laughs> he looks more like deranged than before. He's got bags underneath his eyes and he's yelling them to come to him so they could save them. Because they're like surrounded now by a bunch of these robots things. And uh, they get behind Fox and Foxy and Clive, they draw their shotguns and they shoot this robot thing down. They're just hunting them down one by one. I think there's a bunch of them coming at them. But they're, they're going for their like globe bright flashing light heads. And uh, as it goes kaput, smoke kind of comes out of those globes. And so the the two, the, the, the all of them uh, voyage on together. Foxy and Clive were, out, out, were able to make it out also. Um, and they're going to go to the nearby town because they, they need to find a phone to kind of tell the town that yeah. these things are out and about and they should be scared. They find like another bar, pub, mm-hmm. and it looks all deserted. The whole town is. So they get in there. It's also burnt up. Like, yeah. Like the, the house earlier like it's all right. like burnt up and ashy and foxy the first thing he does he finds a bottle and starts drinking yes mrs purdue does the same thing he's like i'll take one of those no not a cup a bottle yeah and um so they're looking around they can't find any townspeople except for the beaver there's a beaver that shows up and he's there like kind of scared of these people like he's got a gun in their faces like how do I know you're not with them? Like, right. With the robot people. And they're like, because uh, we're not clicking right now. Right. I was like, okay, that, that's, that's good enough for me. And then they go like, how are you alive? Like the whole town is gone. Yeah. And apparently he was down in like the cellar. He was the, uh, like the barrel man. Yeah. That's I'm, why he was safe. I'm learning a bunch of like English terminology in this book. Mm-hmm. He's the barrel man. <laughs> Uh, so he was safe there as all the townspeople, I think they were, they're all caught up from the, these, well, I, I think it's easy to say they're aliens. I think what these things are. Yes. They don't look of this world. Yeah. And this world is full of animals. <laughs> and so they get, they tell each other about like what's going on, what happened to the town. 
when they hear a ruckus from outside the pub. Yes. And again, it's a actually a bigger one of these spider robots. It's very like lanky. It's look more like a robot squid. It's like as yeah, big as the huge. building. It's like a uh, War of the Worlds yeah. type of alien. That it looks of. the same style as the smaller ones, but it's just huge. It's very big. It's like uh, it's attacking the building, like it's setting it on fire. And so the like, the animals they have to run out of there, clear out, clear out, bloody bleeding bullocks. Right <laughs> when it it shoots its its fire blast, it's like the whole building is covered in flames. Nice, <laughs> but it's like it's cool. It's like shooting it out of its like its butt, like you know how like squid like squid would ink exactly it, like that. And it's like got this like a laser beam as it's like encroaching on them that it kind of just swings left and right as the mechanical legs lurch forward attacking them and they're just kind of just running for their lives uh, trying to find anybody around they're able to make it out into the woods just to get into the shade to hide it out out of this the, the view of this gigantic mechanical monster and um, they 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 know up ahead there's a river and possibly they can find a boat to get on to right. voyage further. Luckily, they find one of these like small little rafts, so they get on and they go down the river. I think they're trying to make their way back now into town. Yeah, and um, they're voyaging down, um, making their merry way as. Purdue kind of mentions this is just like those fantasy um, sci-fi novels my ex-husband wrote right. that made a fortune off the stuff, and we get an idea that Purdue's this very crotchety woman that kind of yeah resentful of her ex-husband. Um, but uh, as they make it way to the other side of the river, they find that town goat inventor from earlier. Yes, his name's Squire. He's got a monocle. He's a smart guy in town, right? He's really cool. He's like, oh, it's kind of late to have visitors. Why are you guys here? Right. He doesn't know what's going on. Not at all. And they're like, we need your phone or we need your car. They're just barking at them. We need something to get out of here, something to tell people. And he's like, okay, the car is in the stable. Go ahead and get in there. It's in his garage. Garage. As uh, they they make it to the, the car, they know that the spider gigantic robot is making its way right directly where they are as it arrives. Um, they hop into the car and like, come on, Squire, get in here. You don't know what's going on. Right. And the goat guy, he just like walks up to the spider's like, hey, you're not welcome here. And he like right. picks it with his cane. He's like knocking it away. And uh, out of nowhere, from the butt of this <laughs> mechanical robot shoots a laser beam and incinerates Ghost Kaput. He's like ash right away. Like it's like hit with the laser, like poof. It's like a roasted goat right out of nowhere, right? <laughs> they're trying to get the car to work, right? Yeah. And they're like, it won't turn. So what they have to do, I haven't seen this since like Looney Tunes. What? They have to like go in front of the car and crank it. Do you remember, you, I'm not going to say, do you remember this? But like, have you ever seen this before? I've seen it in like toys. Oh, toys. Like, is this a real thing? Like, because it's one of those old school, like, like the first cars. Yes. Right? It's, it's one like of those, a, a buggy almost. It's like from Mr. Toad's ride. Yeah, exactly. It's it's old, fancy, old style. Is this how you start cars back then? Like, this is the ignition? This is the yeah. key turning? Yeah. You know how you start like a, a lawnmower? Oh, you have to yank it? You have to like kind of rev the engine a little bit or something like that? I didn't know. This has literally like a crank in the front grill of the car that you have to crank a bunch so that it'll turn on. Is that true? Is that a real? I didn't, I didn't know that's how they first started out. Yes, this is how cars were back then. And then your feet would go through the floor and you'd have to run really fast. <laughs> okay, okay. So they re- it really started like that? Like, yeah. Uh, there was no key or anything? Did they have seatbelts? 
No, they, I mean, they barely had wheels. Like, this is like the first car ever created. Yeah, it looks very old as they kind of hop in there. I'm wondering, like, how fast is this going? Like, 30 miles an hour? It can't go fast. I'm saying 15. I think people, when they were pedestrians back in the day, they were not scared of cars at all, right? They walked faster than the cars. Yeah, like, there was no traffic. There's more foot traffic than car traffic. Yeah. It's like, hop, 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 like that. Yeah, yeah, it's like that. It's still racist. (laughs) I'm just wondering, can they just outrun this thing better than the car? But they hop in there and they're zipping past as this kind of gigantic it looks like a gigantic lantern the head of this robot right as it's making its way big lurching mechanical legs tentacles almost trying to uh pierce their car it's this whole like chase sequence as they're zooming by it's the dead of night they would just see the headlights and the head of this robot and the screaming out bollocks 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 as they're trying to get away and we're going to end it there as we're, it's up in the air. Do they make it out or not? They're trying to get back. Yeah. This book, I love the artwork in it. Really? It's like, I think it's kind of like fresh. It's kind of yeah. a big, it feels like a kid's book. It, it's because I love how it's like two things. It's whimsical and fun and it's like animal characters. Yeah. Joyful, right? And then there's these robots that murder all of them. It's like, um, uh, it's like War of the Worlds, like I said, right? Yeah. It's so unexpected where like one is like a little pig now nephew boy and then the next page is his aunt is being roasted by this right, robot right it's kind of it's out of nowhere it's kind of a, like a mix of two things yeah and it surprises you when because it's so like joyful in the beginning or whatever like and it gets very like you know violent at some points yeah it's still kind of cartoony and you don't it's yeah. not serious or anything like that but uh, I just don't I didn't expect robot murder in this you kind of don't expect that on the cover of the comic yeah I, I thought it was just going to be like a little kid's thing. Like, okay, we'll see what this is about. Maybe we'll do it for the podcast. But it's like, it's like the apocalypse is going on. Yes. Aliens. I think they're aliens. We, didn't, we don't know yet. I mean, it came from the sky, but yeah. I think it was just a, a guy making crop circles. But whatever oh, I see. this is, um, it's pretty serious. I, yeah. I, I could see I could see Tom Cruise playing <laughs> Clive, possibly. I love the Victorian look of the robots. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. And the whole like just attitude of the whole book is really fun. I think um, the two there's two English creators. They've worked together in the past. I think they know like like the trend of like the the Victorian era vibe of yeah. like vernacular or whatever, and they work it into that the feel of the town. Right. It, it's very old English kind of. It, um, it's a little early Disney. Maybe it's yeah. a little Studio Ghibli. A little bit. And, yeah. then, and then more of the worlds. <laughs> Um, I thought it was a nice mix. I, I switch up from what we usually do. We were doing yeah. a lot of action stuff. Uh, this is actually turns out to be action too a bit. It's a chase yeah. scene and everything, but I like the look of it. It does feel like refreshing to look at it. Um, and I don't know. It made me curious if I'd ever want to go to like the English countryside. If I go to England, I think I don't want to do that though. I'd rather just go to the city. <laughs> There's a, a lot of like, um, it does a fun thing where like each issue ends with like a map of the town. Right. Right. A lot of like comics like, do that. Like what they've, they've traveled. Where they've gone, like the routes or whatever. And yeah, it makes you, it feels like it's like a kid's book, like old. Yeah. Um, like a Christopher Robin with Winnie the Pooh. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's what it feels like. And deadly robots. And deadly robots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it has a strange connection to 
The World's End. Do you know that movie with Simon Pegg? Yes. It's like one and one. I think maybe Dan Abnett saw that movie and it was like animals. Yeah, animals. It was like Simon Pig, right? <laughs> like he just made that movie without the raunchiness or whatever. Right. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, a comic from one of my favorite creators, I think. Well, he made one of my favorite comics. I'm curious what his other styles are because this feels way different from Guardians of the Galaxy. It does. And I wonder, like, how he gets these ideas. I think it's like the two of them together. I think yeah. they they work together, and like, the guy's like, I want to make, I want to draw animals. I wonder if he just drew like a a character style thing, and then he's like, oh, let me write a story around this. That can work, maybe. It's just like, what movie can I copy? What I'm gonna make them sound like us, English, yeah. right? <laughs> Because that was part of it too. Is like there's a lot of uh, little tidbits of vernacular I've never heard before. Uh, sodding clappers, uh, <laughs> flipping Nora. I don't. I don't know what that means. It's just like the classic bloody hells and yeah. bullocks. Those those are worked in there too. Um, yeah, that was the wild's end. Uh, yeah, continue on to our side stories. So last week we were out on the field yes, reporting. That's that's right. We're not. We can't do the podcast. We were in uh, Anaheim. Right. We're there for WonderCon, an awesome comic book convention. Was it worth it well, for me? Yeah, I was. It was. I had a great time. I did have a really good time. Yeah. While I was there, it was upon return that <laughs> my time did not become great. <laughs> you brought something else with you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so. It's this big comic book convention in the Anaheim Convention Center. Mm -hmm. We've been there plenty of times in the past, but it's finally back in person from hiatus of the pandemic. Yes, right. Um, it was still in Anaheim, um, back in person. I was really excited to go because we haven't been to a big comic book convention in a while. We've been to small ones, maybe one or two, like we talked about in the podcast. But uh, WonderCon, it was uh, the big showstopper we're excited about. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, a lot of... Not a, not like the top of the line guests yet because I think they're still weary of going to cons. Oh, what a burn to the guests that were there! But no, yeah. those those people were great. Yeah, thank you for going. Uh, and um, yeah, I, I I got some stuff signed. Me too. Saw a panel that was fun. Yeah, and got uh, digging through some boxes. We were looking for comics to fill in our collections. Just it, it's fun. It's just being nice. Uh, nice to be like looking through the boxes and just feel like the old comic feel. Yeah. That you feel in your hands and the dust. Smell. Dust. It's so great. <laughs> you get high up. Um, but uh, like, what are these? Some of the comics got signed. I only had one really, like one comic that had a creator that was there. Yeah. It was uh, All Star Batman, and then Tula Latoy, I think, drew the cover and the insides for nice. issue seven. That was the only comic I had that you know fit there. So I, I met uh, Arthur Suidam. I, I don't know. I never know how to pronounce his last name. I hope it's right. He does a lot of... He does all the Marvel zombie stuff. Right, yeah. He did the DC deceased stuff. Very cool. It's all very... I like zombies. Zombies. He did the Walking Dead stuff. Oh, he did Walking Dead? Yeah. Really? Like yeah. when? Uh, and there's some runs there, but he did Walking Dead. Okay, cool. Uh, I think like some of the special covers or something like that. That makes sense to me because the insides do not look like his stuff. No. Yeah. But I, I got uh, some Marvel zombie stuff signed from him. Okay. I looked at his like table and I almost got something because... The artwork's pretty awesome. Uh, I mean, it's stuff I've seen a lot of the times. There's a lot of homage to zombie, like zombie versions of homages to old comics. Yeah. Yeah. Really uh, fun. Jim Chug, who's like a fantastic artist. I got some artwork from him. I yeah. I realized I already had some of his, one print of his already. So I was like, oh, I can't get another thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, 
is hard to confess. Oh. I did pretty, like, the biggest foul comic book collector could do. Uh oh. The biggest, like, rookie mistake. The worst, like, it's like, you should know better. What am I doing? Uh oh. And I feel stupid for this. I, I think, I, no, what is it? I got a comic book signed by someone that didn't work on the book. Really? <laughs> what did, so the, what, the person signed it though? Yes. Because technically they worked on the story. All right. <sighs> so they worked on it. I feel bad. Infinity Gauntlet, number one, I had it, already had a copy of it signed by Jim Starlin, the writer. Yeah. Great. I feel great. I feel great about that. That's cool. <sighs> it's a six issue story, right? Yeah. Ron Lim did some of the artwork. Yeah. Yeah. We saw him there. Ron Lim, I, I went there. I got that issue signed from him. Very cool. He worked on issues four through six. Uh-oh. <laughs> so the artwork he didn't do at all, or the issue you got signed of him. The issue I got signed of him, the artwork was by George Perez. So- He didn't say anything? No. <laughs> he probably did forgot. Because it's- it, No, I, I think he's like- Because it's also one of those things where you got to pay to get it signed. Oh, okay. Yeah. And a lot of people that get stuff signed there- it's it's for resale. Oh, yeah. It's not a personal. So, so they're like, whatever, just sign it. Yeah. Because it's not for this guy anyway. Oh, man. So, yeah, I got that book signed on an issue that he didn't work on. Bummer. But he did work on that story. Like, it's just two issues too early. I don't think it's a major foul. It's I don't think it's a major foul. And I'm fine with it. I was never going to sell the book anyway. Yeah. It was, it was for me. And I'm still fine with it. That's what you tell yourself? <laughs> but it is like kind of like party foul to bring a book and have someone sign it that they didn't touch at all. That's so funny. That, that's actually, um, I almost did that once because I think we went to San Francisco Comic Con and Paolo Rivero was there. Yeah. He was there with his dad who also does like ink work. Yes. I almost had him sign something or ask for him to sign something that he didn't work on as the inker. It's just his, his son also worked on it. Oh, uh, yeah. So yeah. I was like, I was because I was like pushing my comics along, trying to not take up their time yeah and i had to like think i had to like look it up in line like did he, did he actually work on this issue specifically but I, I didn't do it so but it's hard to be polite yeah there it is yeah Us, okay so you get it while why sometimes i'm bad at because we'll have like a bunch of comics yeah and there's like people in line and there's pressure yeah and it's like i want to be quick and out of your way but i also i don't want to rush you i don't want to feel like i just want your signature and i don't want to care about you yeah i want to leave a mark so you remember me yeah have a conversation quick conversation so yeah it, it's hard so you understand like when i talk to these comic creators sometimes i leave a bad impression sometimes all the time shit <laughs> like with jim starlin it was like uh oh man long line but i was like saying like oh like a lot of these people are here to see you. Isn't that great? Yeah. And he's like, I'm sorry for making you wait so long. <laughs> I felt so bad. Like it came out so bad. Uh, either way, that, it was a fun time. We just went one day. There was it's yeah. like a three day event. But we just went one day. Um, you know who was cool was uh, Jim Chung. Yeah. Because I understand when people charge for signatures. That's totally fine. We're taking up their time. Make your money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I totally get it. I'm willing to do that. Mm -hmm. But he, his is like... If it's just a signature, it's like five bucks. If you want me to personalize it to you, like, hey, Chris, thanks, whatever, Jim Chung, yeah, that's free. If that makes sense. Yeah. I'm like, well, yeah, personalize. That's great. I, I, I would pay for the personalizing. It's like five bucks for more writing? Thanks. Yeah. I'll take it. So I'm like, yeah, totally. It's because- I can sell it. It's because when you don't personalize it, they think, I want a cut of you making money off this sale. Yeah, because they think I'm going to sell it. I have never sold a comic book. 
I wouldn't know how. Yeah. You know? I'd probably get ripped off if I try to sell a comic book. <laughs> Especially if it's signed. Yeah. I mean, also when it's signed, there's no... if Unless you get the certificate of authenticity, there's no really way to prove it. Yeah. A, a picture at the time? Maybe? I don't know. That's yeah. not even true. Yeah. And like when I get a book signed, it's like more reason for me to want to keep it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's the, the ones that got signed, I'm going to keep. Uh-huh. Even if it's some creators I don't care about. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But uh, it's also a fun thing to go to these cons and collect the comics beforehand. Yeah. And then plan to get them signed by the people there. Uh-huh. It's like part of the fun of collecting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That was definitely like one of the missions I wanted to do while we were there. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. I do, like you said, I do wish there was more uh, special guests there. The Artist Alley people that are... Uh, would show up but I get it people are hesitant to go back to cons right now and also yeah. people are used to being at home you know still but like the other wonder cons uh, a lot of people came that we got a lot of comics signed Right, yeah. My my favorite was Scott Snyder. That was at a at a convention at a WonderCon. Yeah, and I wish we could have like a lot of guests there. Yeah, um, I, I like this one. It was cool uh, because we were only there for one day. That too, yeah. And I think it was like perfect. Like we'd have too much to do, and I could still enjoy like walking around. I think so too. Yeah, there was a point where it gets crowded, but that's you're gonna get that at every convention. Just the peak hours. Yeah, it was a perfect uh, going uh, convention going experience. I think. Did uh, you pick up any comic books while you were there? I didn't get too many because a lot of it's still kind of expensive. But I picked up some Alan Moore comics. Oh right, yeah. It was like it was like dollar bin stuff. It's called uh, 1963. Okay. And it's his versions of like comics that came in during this I think the Silver Age. Yeah. And then just like make analogs to those, and it's in the style of Silver Age like writing like the characters like like he's like makes a version of the X-Men he makes a version of like Spider-Man kind of okay like that style of character um i read it like actually the read the copies i i i got and I'm like yeah. this is pretty fun because even though it's ridiculous like it's meant to be a mockumentary a mock oh really those. it's kind of it's kind of enjoyable still yeah that's cool yeah did you end up getting that archie comic book yeah i got a first issue of archie there uh yeah i mean it was like six bucks it was like a pretty good deal i like that that run so i got it what i was trying to convince you of is uh, I always like it when they're trying to sell you like a complete set already. Yeah. Of like whatever, the first 10 issues or the complete set of a six issue story arc or something like that. And the one there I saw there, it was Black Hammer. It's like, it's your favorite comic book. Yeah. And that they is... have one through, I think, 13 or something like that. It was one through 13 or one through 10? I forget. Whatever it was. Because you told me that and I looked it through my like my my phone app with my comic book database. Yeah. And it said I had like like seven out of the 10 issues that you were telling me about. Did you have number one? Yeah, that was a thing. There was a number one in there. And it was like 70 bucks for all of it together. Yeah. Uh, I do kind of- Your like, favorite- that's your favorite. <laughs> it, uh, with like my favorite comics, I also kind of want to get the number one CGC. Okay. You, know? you can still do that. I could have that on top of it. I have that for my favorite. Yeah, there you go. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I should have got it. Uh, regrets. I also didn't come home with a lot of comics, so maybe she just got it. Just, but uh, I don't know. Right, I'll try to tell you. Yeah. I don't, oh, did you get pick up any comics? I did. So uh, I knew I had a backlog of comics that I had not cataloged yet. Like, like wrote down what issues you have already. Yes, I have an app that tells me this is the comics I have because I have so many <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, you need a computer to do it. I have a stack that I have not input into that sheet yet or that that 
database yet. Oh my. So I'm like, okay, I know these comics exist and some of them are Uncanny X-Force, which is my favorite comic book. Oh wow. And so I told myself, just don't buy any of those. That way I won't double up. Oh uh, yeah. Nothing to worry about there. Yeah. Just don't buy any of those. And for sure I won't have duplicates. But then I saw some <laughs> and I looked at them and they looked really cool. <laughs> Like they're they're fresh to you, like you've never seen them before. I'm just like, this is nice. Look at this one. Even though I've read all of them, I'm like, do I have this one? And I don't remember. And they had like six or seven of them. Oh, in a row. So I bought them. Oh my! Did you buy them like the price that it is on the cup? No, he gave me a slight discount. Okay, all right. If you buy a bunch at once, they'll sometimes you can get a deal out of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It would be so funny if each ones you got is a double. I wouldn't be surprised if oh, they were. Because if it's like a cool one, you're like, oh, I'm going to get these first. So maybe you have them already. It's happened before. I know. I, I have doubles too. and I might have triplets of some comics. All right. Oh my God. I do. I know I have a triplet of one comic, but that was because I got it for super cheap. And it's like a, I don't know, issue like 14 or whatever. It's like nothing, yeah. not an important issue. I was willing to buy like I kind of went in that weekend going like I might buy something pretty big you could feel it like I brought cash enough cash to buy like one big thing and I was like maybe I'll just do it because like it's a trip kind of event yeah just uh, splurge on myself treat myself okay and I was looking for something that like if I loved it I might I might pay a lot for it just just put down the bucks big bucks yeah what was in consideration was was there anything you're eyeing I know you talked about yeah. Gambit so in my head I was like okay there's an X-Men comic that's the first appearance of Gambit and I know the cover it's him and Storm everyone knows the cover yeah, yeah. and I'm like okay if I find a decent one and maybe it's already slabbed like maybe it's already CGC graded yeah, yeah. and maybe it's like a lower grade that I can afford like you're talking about like above a 9 at least right yeah like if it's a 9.2 like that's that's usually a lot cheaper than a 9.8 right yeah yeah, for sure. So if it's like a nine two and uh, it's a lot cheaper, I'll, I'll maybe I'll spend one hundred fifty bucks on it. One hundred fifty, maybe it's the first appearance of Gambit. Like he's the really cool character. Yeah, one hundred fifty. Yeah. It's uh, it's got to be easy yeah. to find. I was like that. That's like my max. Okay, right there you go. Uh, those were like four hundred dollars. <laughs> like, like every booth we saw is like four hundred bucks now. Yeah, and honestly, I think it's because one WonderCon things are marked up. Yeah, yeah, you could feel it in the atmosphere. Then sometimes when you go to later days, they go down in price too. Yeah, we went there on Saturday, the yeah. middle day. That's the busiest day, so they're marking it higher, probably. And then two, I think in general that book has gone up because they know that character will probably come to the MCU sooner rather than later. It's just it. It's a possibility. It's yeah. X-Men. So I have a feeling in like three years when X-Men comes out or whatever, like that book's going to be even more expensive. I mean, when uh, these uh, CGC comics are hot when the properties. Yeah. I mean, the Moon Knight stuff, it's out in the open in these conventions right now, obviously, because it's yeah. show. Yeah. I, I was kind of pissed at that. I was like thinking like, maybe that's a character I could, and realize, oh, the show's coming out. No. Everything's expensive. Whatever's popular out now, you're too late to buy it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna go down again. Like it's gonna slow. Oh, yeah, it will. But you can't get it when it's hot. No. Don't don't get it when it's, you can buy it whenever. But just make more. Go buy your Nova stuff now. Uh, maybe. I mean, there, there's already word about it. So yeah, it could you're, be, you're too late. You're actually. already too late. Yeah. You're already too late. Yeah. Pick up. I don't know. Harry Styles is playing Star Fox. That's probably go, go buy some Star Fox stuff. No, no that's probably up already. <laughs> they got a One Direction to do it. <laughs> go buy uh, some Zayn Malik comic books right now. <laughs> Actually, go for like the lower, like like Neil. What's the name? I don't, <laughs> I don't even know the names. Um, go but, buy some Joy Fatone comic books. 
Those are the twenty-five cent boxes. Vintage. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I saw one that issue the Gambit for like two seventy-five. I said like, oh, that's the cheapest we saw at this convention. You want to get it? Nine point two. It's like double what I said was my max. You <laughs> still, yeah. But so I, I, I'm, I'm at the, the philosophy now that I don't want to spend too much unless it's like the number one of my favorite yeah. storylines and I'll do that. Yeah. And it's CGC already. Okay. Because CGC, you add like what, 50 bucks on top of that? It's, it's like a, it's a relative. Yeah. But at least. At least 50 bucks. Yeah. 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 So I didn't get anything big. I may have ruined the comic book I had signed <laughs> oh, and then I got sick. <laughs> totally worth it. I actually don't think, even there's a bunch of people there, yeah. I don't think you got sick there. I think you might have got sick at the, the other thing we did at our trip. Was we also went to Medieval Times. Yes. I got the Black Plague is what happened. <laughs> you went back in time. Uh, and it's, I don't know, it was a good time at this Medieval Times. It's, uh, if you yeah. guys don't know. Because I'll say at WonderCon, I try to wear my mask yeah, a lot. Me too. The Medieval Times, I took it off. Because there's no coronavirus in the medieval times. <laughs> they just had something else going on. The bubonic something yeah. or whatever other. But if you guys don't know what medieval times is, it's like this dinner and a show where you eat uh, with your hands. You eat uh, yeah. a chicken dinner and like a, a full course meal as you watch these knights like play fight in this like arena. It was real fighting. It was real fighting. They really <laughs> meant it. It's it's like a, I don't know. It's like live action fighting in front of you. They, yeah. they have like knighted people on horseback. Yeah. And as they do like um, uh, horse tricks and uh, a jousting, uh, sword, sword fighting, and like they're using other medieval equipment in front of you too. And there's like a, it's almost like a play. It's like a, it's a show, right? Where there's yeah, there's like a queen there that is like addressing his her uh, court, her court, and her her people. And that's us. We're the we're the we're the yeah. peasants there. The whole audience is divided into colored sections. Yes, and there's like. The green section, the blue section, ours was the black and white section. Yeah. And each section has a knight that represents that section. Black and white, black and white. Yeah. So you kind of cheer for your knight as they fight other groups. The fun thing is they give you these tiny little uh, flags. Yeah. And like, yeah, that you kind of wave as you like cheer on your, your guy, your knight. Right. Uh, it's really fun. I bought like one of those big, uh, I'm using it now. Those big like uh, glasses that they have of, of mead. Yeah, right. But I filled it with like slushy. <laughs> I think mine was a pina colada. Like yeah. I think it's virgin pina colada. <laughs> you almost bought a sword. I mean, that's where else am I gonna buy a sword? Because you could buy it there. There's like a gift shop where you can pick up armaments. Yeah. If you want, because our dad bought one when I think when you were a kid, right? When you yeah, guys we went. went there when I was like six, and he bought a sword, which is weird of him. Yeah. He doesn't spend money on anything, but he bought a. Sword sword uh -huh. i almost i just wanted to get one too but i didn't want to pay for shipping yeah i was like how are you gonna bring that out of the plane i would have got a mace if it was there was there one i didn't check. i don't i didn't see but uh no dang so what do you think of the whole show i loved it yeah it was I, I, great I, I thought it was gonna be maybe for kids because it's like it um, is it is for kids but it's also for me it was funny because uh the sword fighting it's like they actually go for like it looks like they actually practiced and uh, they know like the clinging of the swords it makes yeah. like sparks yeah and it's like it looks like they're not just holding back wholeheartedly it's like they're actually yeah. fighting almost you know yeah it's, there's like a story yeah slight story a lot of the acting is from the queen and like this other 
like her her hand like the hand of the queen or yeah. whatever that character uh-huh. it's a lot like wrestling if you think yes. about it yeah where there's like a show and then the middle there's the fake fighting right. right yeah um i was thinking wrestling is a tv show why don't they make this a tv show it's awesome like it makes sense to me they the can thing have about wrestling yeah. is you just get any big guy the thing uh, about this is they have to know how to ride a horse well some of them can ride horses some of them can be the the squires that have to like run move. around yeah there's the, oh, these God. there's like these squires that have to move all the equipment I feel around. bad for them yeah they were they were the exhausted ones yeah and they have to look they have to look like they're smaller so they're not actually yeah. that buff <laughs> I will say uh, our guy won he did black and white yeah it was dope yeah, I I mean I believed him in, in from the beginning. There's six of them. Our guy won. Yeah. Uh it was fun. I enjoyed it. I learned after that there's another version of this, but it's pirates. Oh. Okay. I want to go to that next. Pirate okay. I'm down for that. What like what's pirate fighting? I guess sword fighting too, but like Yeah, but like there's like a fake giant ship in the middle instead of like a pit of sand. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And uh like they're jumping up like swinging and stuff for the mast and, oh. and sword fighting and swinging. Uh, and yeah. Right. I think I think they can have more fun with the pirate characters. Yeah. You know, shiver me timber type. How did you top. feel about eating with your hands? I- I did not like it. I think I would rather have it eaten with a fork and spoon. Yeah. I kind of wanted to ask if that was an option, but they're trying to put it with a theming. Like, it's medieval times, really. Right. Um, we didn't have spoons that back then, forks or whatever. Yes. Um. So, uh, we, we had like a, like a chicken dinner, like half a chicken, and then it came with corn, like a potato, half a potato. That food was actually pretty good. It was. Yeah, actually really good. I think the chicken was actually the worst thing, but everything else was like really good. I think eating with your hands makes it taste better too maybe that could be because you like could have slop it up <laughs> uh, I, I I don't think I would have chosen to use my hands though still okay I, I think that's why you got sick though is because you're eating with your hands literally I, yeah I, uh, why are you not sick I don't know okay you have right. to eat with your hands more often yeah but it's weird because I got back from the trip. Yeah. I went to work for like two days feeling fine. And then I got sick. So maybe it wasn't even from the trip. Oh my gosh. I don't, I think that's what they say is it takes two days to get sick. Okay. That's what, they, you know, for to you, for you to feel the effects. <sighs> is anyone at your work sick? Like no. also? Okay. No, and I'm trying to stay away so they don't get sick, but. Yeah. I'm also trying not to miss so much work, so. Yeah. Okay. Understandable. I gotta get better faster. <laughs> Use a speed force. <laughs> What is Ezra Miller on? I gotta get some of that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to bring up about that trip? Mm, not really. I do want to go back to Medieval Times or something that other pirates think too. That was super fun. Yeah, I gotta say. Yeah, if you guys are in that area, which I think is like Buena Park or something like that, something like that. Yeah, check out Medieval Times. Go for it. Yeah, uh, totally worth it. All right, and if you haven't already, also don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. We're on all major podcast platforms. Just search that in your podcast app. And if you can, leave a review. That's the best way to help us out, and it won't cost you anything. That would be a bunch of help. And you can also continue the conversation on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're at the Reader Copy Podcast. Um, let us know if you guys know of these other dinner and show type things. They're a lot of fun. Uh, I gotta say, I, I was surprised. What if there's like a superhero version and they can like fly and stuff? I, yes. <laughs> how do they? How do they fake that? Uh, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Dang. Uh, if you guys are watching Moon Knight, don't forget to tune in on Monday for our recap of Moon Knight episode three coming out this week. Uh, until then, Daniel, want to hit him with the outro? If you like what we had to say about the book, pick it up and read your copy. Bye. See ya. <laughs> Hope you feel better soon. Yeah.
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.